Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio. Thank you for being with us today. So on today's episode, we have a group of amazing middle school teachers from across the district joining me to reflect on the 2021 school year. Despite the many challenges we face this year, I think many people, especially this group that I have on the show today, would agree that the challenges that we have faced have made us better in, in many ways. Our guests today are Joshua Wisner, Lauren Nichols, Alex Montoya, Kaylin Redman, and Tia Balch. So um, group, I'm glad to have you on the show today. Before we start, can each of you tell us a little more about you? What do you teach? How long have you taught? What school do you teach at? Laura, would you like to get us started? Sure. Um, my name is Laura Nichols, and I have taught sixth grade at Vista Middle School since 2001, when I started to student teaching there. And um, so I've done social studies, language arts, but my primary love is, is the history. Great. Awesome. Tia? Uh, my name is Tia Balch. I teach at Camino Real Middle School. I teach sixth grade social studies. Um, this is my fourth year at Camino, my seventh year teaching, um, and I love what I teach, so it's a, it's a great subject. Great group. Josh? Sorry about that. Of course, I was going to not uh, take the mute button off. I've done that all year with my students. So I guess if we talk about challenges, that'll be one. So uh, my <laughs> name is Josh Wisner. I've been a teacher for 22 years in the district. I started off at Camino Real uh, teaching science and math and moved to Vista in 2005. Uh, I currently teach sixth, seventh, and eighth grade STEM. And so, um, yeah, it's a, the, a lot of hands-on things. I'm the Mesa instructor there as well. And we also, I'm the advisor for a uh, alternative fuels challenge that we do uh, that the district helps us put on as well, so. That's cool. Awesome, Josh. Alex? Hello, my name is Alex Montoya. Uh, I've been teaching since 2003 at Vista Middle School. So I teach eighth grade social studies, US history, and I love it. It's, it's uh, one of my favorite things to do. And I'm, I'm so honored to work with such wonderful colleagues all across the district, but also at Vista Middle School. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Alex. Kaylin? Hi, I'm Kaylin Redman. Um, I'm at Camino Real Middle School. Uh, this is my ninth year overall teaching, but fourth year at Camino. I'm a math teacher. Um, I teach eighth grade math, algebra one, and geometry at Camino. My first five years, I was at Mayfield, uh, and I taught Algebra 1 to Algebra 2 <laughs> at Mayfield. Awesome. Well, thank you all. It looks like we have a lot of experience in a lot of different subject areas, so this is going to be great. Um, I'm going to start out the first kind of question I have uh, would like for all of you to kind of share. What, what activities have you been doing with your students since we've started back face-to-face? Um, like, what are you proud of? What are you doing? What are you excited about? Like I said earlier, you, you've been selected because your administrators you know, told me you're doing awesome things. So let's start there. And, and I kind of went through your names as we did our introductions, but from here on out, just feel free to chime in. 
um, whenever you'd like. So oh, right uh, now, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, right now we're doing the Middle Ages, which I'm super excited about. And I haven't really had a chance to do projects with my kids um, through remote learning, um, but I am finally having them do a project. They're doing a castle. Um, and I'm trying to balance my remote kids with my, you know, at school kids. Um, so I'm giving them a variety of ways to do it. They can do it on paper, they can do 3D models, but then they can also use some of the games they really enjoy like uh, roadblocks, Fortnite and um, Minecraft. And they can build castles using um, medieval features that we've, you know, talked about. And the kids are really excited about it. I like seeing the creativity and the variety. Um, and it's just been a really nice way to connect my in-person learners and my remote learners and all the varieties. So that's what we're doing right now. I love that. That is awesome. I bet the kids love the fact that they could bring their video game experience to the project. That is, that's cool. Thank you. Well, one of the things that, uh, that I started off with was <clears throat> just getting back to just talk, getting to know the students. We didn't start back right away uh, with a lot of the, you know, lessons we did. We do different activities. I do it every year at the beginning of the school year, just to establish that rapport and respect with each other. Um, we do something, it's, we call it the medicine bag. It's just something where they bring in like a, an item of significance and they tell each kid about each other. And then that way the kids can start getting that respect and, uh, <clears throat> you know, little, know a little bit about each of the other students in the class. Um, so we did that for the first couple of weeks. And then after that, we started on some of the things that we did trying to do STEM uh, virtually was probably just as difficult as doing PE virtually. And so um, we did as much as we could without trying to, without having the parents go out and buy a lot of materials. We tried to use like stuff we knew we might have around the house, like paper. So we did paper towers, paper planes, paper bridges, um, things like that. So when we came back into the class, it was funny because I, I went from seeing the videos of the kids flying their planes where they just flew the plane and that was pretty much it. And there was no, that, that was it. They kind of just looked at the camera and stopped it. Well, when we did it in person, the kids are laughing, they're playing, you know, the, they'd go accidentally get on the roof. They'd have to make another one. Like <laughs> the difference between in-person and, and, and virtual was, was definitely seen when we got to redo those in person. So we're, we're building bridges with connects kits. We're doing towers. We're trying to do as much, you know, of the stuff that we wish we could have done, you know, during this online time. So that's what we've been doing. That's really cool. Sorry, I can kind of tag team like off of that, you know, as, as a math teacher, it's been pretty hard, you know, to teach math like online. Um, but like Mr. Wisner said, you know, the first couple of days, it was just like, get to know you, you know, like, okay, raise your hand if you're a, or tell me one word, cat or dog. And, you know, we went around the room and it, they just like erupted, you know, some of the classes were more dog people, some of them are more cat people. Then they'd chime in, oh, Miss Redman, I miss seeing your dogs behind you <laughs> on the Zoom. And like, oh no, I hated that. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, that's just been the, the best part about face-to-face -face is seeing their faces, you know, because middle school and especially eighth grade, they would just, I talked to black screens, <laughs> um, you know, even today I was talking to black screens again. 
So, you know, that, that face-to-face, just seeing them and seeing that light bulb, I think that's, that's the best part for me. Something we took for granted until, Absolutely. you know, we, we realized what we lost in 2020. Absolutely. I, I was just going to kind of piggyback off of these wonderful ideas. Uh, that, that's been one of the, I, I think, one of the coolest things coming back is to be able to get the kids to kind of open up again. And I was amazed uh, just at how, I mean, it, it took them a while from the beginning, from coming from Zoom to the uh, in school, just answering a question as simple as, um, you know, what's your favorite thing? And to have the kids still hesitant at the very beginning, but as, as the conversation starts to pick up, as we get more involved socially, the kids start to open up. And, and it was, uh, I, I always tell my, my kids that I'm real damn, I'm the sensitive emotional guy. So I can remember when the kids started to actually open up and talk and I got a little tear in my, you know, a little teary eyed because I thought this is, this is school. This is what I missed for over a year. So just to see that and to see the kids kind of brighten up and, and you know, kind of get comfortable again it was wonderful. It was really, really wonderful. <clears throat> and I actually, I didn't anticipate us even coming back into person. So I tried to do a lot of those warm, fuzzy things with the kids early on so that I could try to associate the black screen with some personality. Cause yeah, even the sixth grade there, I'd have like five that were like always on screen and then others, I never saw them. Um, so I really, tried to get to know who they were individually while we were still uh, just looking at each other through screens. And it was really fun to actually meet them in person because they were surprised that I knew who they were by name as they were walking in, even though they had been mm. a black screen because I had been trying really hard to learn who they were and focus, like learn who they were on their on the um, attendance pictures. I was like, okay, I know this picture is like three years old, but I still think I can match you. Um, and it's been really interesting to see these kids who never attended Zoom, who are mm -hmm. finally actually in class and they're loving it. They're answering questions, asking questions. And I'm like, where were you all year? You could have been doing so much, but at least they're here now and it's been fun having them in here now. So, Absolutely. Nice. And, and you know, um, a lot of you have touched on the students and your experience with the students. One of the questions I had that I'll ask this group that I actually didn't get to with my high school group, um, I thought was a, kind of an interesting question is, you know, we're all reflecting on this time. When students reflect on this time, you know, what do you think they'll say? Like, what do you think their reflections are? And I know you guys aren't the students, but how do you think the middle school students, how do you think they would reflect on this year? Actually, actually that was, um kind of one of the questions that I asked, because I have a, like a startup uh, at the beginning, kind of what Mr. Wisner and everyone else was kind of alluding to. I have a startup questions just to kind of get them talking at the beginning of the, of the class. And one of the questions that I asked kind of was connected to that. And surprisingly, I had a lot of students, I mean, honestly, talk about just um, kind of how they were last year. Maybe they weren't as motivated before the pandemic, mm -hmm. but a lot of kids really reflected on just, you know, I, I really want to do better this year. Um, mm. I, I can't believe I, I missed sitting in a classroom. Um, I, I missed the teachers. That one, that one got me. 
when the kids actually were sitting there saying, I, you know, I, I really miss the teachers. I miss uh, the teachers uh, saying hi. I miss the teachers talking. Uh, and so a lot of what I, the kids had been telling me about reflections was that they miss the the person to person. They miss that that human element in the classroom to uh, I, I even had a student say, I kind of feel normal again, you know, mm -hmm. back in the classroom back. And I had one student say, I feel home. I'm like at home. So I don't know what was going on, but that was emotional. So kind of that in that aspect. Yes. One of the funniest responses I got to a little survey I did, I said, you know, list the positives that came out of the pandemic and list, you know, any negatives that one of one, a few of my students said uh, positives, spending time with family, the negatives, spending time with family. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, and, uh, you know, a couple of kids said, you know, spending time with my sister was a positive, but spending too much time with my sister was a negative. And I was really surprised, just like Mr. Montoya mentioned, how many kids were so ready to come back. I expected, of course, typical middle school students, you know, yes, we're at home, I get to sleep in, which I'm sure they liked for the first month or two. I mean, who yeah. And, um, you know, after that, it was, they started to get a little bit behind on their work and realizing, hey, I need to, you know, they need that structure. Even my own son, who's an eighth grader at Vista, said he was ready to go back. He wanted that structure. And so I just figured I'd share that funny, the funny responses I got uh, from the kids. They're always usually pretty brutally honest. And I always appreciate that from them. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I definitely had, you know, conversations all the time. Um, our school is really big on restorative justice. So it was always really big for us to make sure that we are meeting their emotional needs and um, checking on their mental state and stuff. So even when we were remote, I always made sure to make it a point at the beginning of class to check in with them. Um, but in a lot of our conversations that we had, um, it was, I learned problem solving skills. Like I learned how to uh, handle things more on my own, um, more independence when they're learning. Um, you know, those are some of like the positive things. We did talk about like, you know, going through trauma, um, being taken out of schools, being put into their homes, all of this stuff that they went through. Um, we've talked about like, we just got done with like the black plague um, in class. And so comparing the black plague in the middle ages, um, obviously to our pandemic that we went through and like, you know, the kids had empathy. We learned about the word empathy. What does that mean to go through something like that? And, you know, the emotions that are, are tagged with it. Um, I know that, you know, for sixth graders, they don't have cell phones, a lot of them. So I think that it was a little isolating from friends. Um, so I think just for them to socialize finally was a great thing um, and learning that middle school spectrum. But um, we've had a lot of conversations like in the class about it. And um, the great thing about social studies is it's a social subject. So we get a chance to really talk about that human emotion and stuff in class. And um, the kids are really opening up and, and everything with it, which is really great. And they just wrote a journal entry of what it would be like to live during the Middle Ages in the Black Plague. Um, and I was like, just think of like you, you know, what was it like to live through the pandemic? And reading their journal entries was you know, really sad actually, because they did have a lot of raw emotion in there. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what we've done in my class with it. Interesting. So um, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit. What is one 
and you could talk about all of these or just choose one of them, but one new tool or strategy or resource that, that you're going to, you know, use from here on out that you would have never used prior to this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you all have plenty that you can <laughs> share with on that. So I think, I mean, it's pretty obvious for math teacher, <laughs> everything online, um, you know, Canvas, especially like that was at the start, that was, that was pretty tough, you know, to, to navigate and figure out, okay, how do I, you know, effectively teach on a screen math? Like math is so, you gotta be there. You gotta be in person. I have quirky little stories, you know, and I think that's like the, the funnest thing for my in-person kids is, you know, like this week I taught absolute value. And so we were talking about castles and parties and kicking people out and stuff. Um, but it's just, you don't get you know, like what Ms. Bolch and Mr. Montoya and Mr. Wisner were saying, you don't get the emotion when you're just in a Zoom compared to in a class. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think definitely like Canvas and I'll admit math was really lucky <laughs> because we had just switched curriculum and we got this brand new curriculum that really had a lot of online stuff. And so that really helped us. And I know like we're gonna continue and, and use, you know, that that online component to our book. But I think the way that we go about incorporating it is gonna look a little bit different. You know, like hopefully, hopefully next year <laughs> um, we don't have Zoom classes and <laughs> we're back to in person. But I think, you know, this this online stuff, it's possible and it's not going away. So I think we better embrace it and just use it. And and listeners, um for those of you who just started listening to this show, we actually did a podcast episode on the, the math program that, that the district recently adopted. So go back um, and, and listen to that one as well. Kaylin um, brought that up and that made me think of that. So uh, in social studies, we did Nearpod a lot um, and that changed the game for me. Um, I know that everybody kind of mentioned sitting with the black screens. Um, my relationships with my kids have always been my strength. Um, that's building the bonds with my kids is just like something I'm really good at. And then I was staring at these black screens and I didn't feel it. And I was like, what am I, I need to do something different. I need to engage them, but I need to connect with them. Um, and so one of my colleagues, Ashton Lamb, she brought up Nearpod um, and I was like, I gotta try it. So we did that and then we, you know, built in Kahoot, um, we built in GIM kits, we built in all sorts of fun tools. And um, even back at the school, I'm still using them um, because it's a way to like, you know, kind of bridge my online with my in-person. And it's, those are, they're great tools for engagement. They're organized, um, they scaffold really well. Um, and so I'm definitely going to keep using them. Um, and I'm really glad like the district bought like the, the Nearpod stuff because it, it definitely, Awesome. And then I guess on my end, I guess in my school, I consider myself the least technologically um, skilled. Uh, I'm kind of the old school guy. I like doing uh, just book work and hands-on project stuff. So for me, all of this technology was very new. Uh, and so the biggest, I think the thing that I, I really like uh, for the future, Canvas. I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm kind of digging Canvas. 
no offense, but I think I'm done with Zooms. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> same thing with my colleagues here. I, I, I think the blank screen, I just don't feel that personal connection uh, when the kids aren't, show, are, aren't on there. So I had a hard time with that. But Canvas, I, I'm already thinking of things I can do to incorporate with my in-person class as well as just doing things with Canvas as well. So definitely, Canvas is awesome. And it, it'll be interesting to see where the district goes next year. Like I know Canvas isn't going away, but it'll be interesting to see how much the students will be using their computers. Um, I know in the summer, I was blessed to be able to work with Tia and get to really know Canvas ahead of the school district or the school year. And um, I had never used Google uh, Drive and that freaked me out. I didn't know what I was doing. I was almost in tears. And now I'm like, I love it. And I can, you know, I can send it to the kids. They can edit their things, send it back to me. And they're learning how to do it and just watching them being able to figure things out and little light bulbs going off. It makes it easier because then it's, oh, it's all digital and I don't have to take home piles of paperwork and stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we'll continue using Canvas and Google Classrooms and things like that. Um, I don't know, or, or we'll be learning new forms of technology too. So like DBQ. <laughs> I'd say for me, uh, Canvas is, <clears throat> I think I'm going to continue using Canvas, mainly because it's an easy way uh, for grading. It's an easy way for kids to submit things. Um, it's an easy way to reach out to those kids that are absent, whether it be <clears throat> a long-term absence or anything like that. Instead of having the, the secretaries bring down a piece of paper and having to put together books and copies and things like that and send it back to the office, which never gets returned back to you. To me, that's that's going to be key on Canvas is, um, you know, for absences. I got really lucky. I'm like Mr. Montoya. I would say I'm second in line when it comes to, uh, I like encyclopedias over, you know, internet. I'm, I'm pretty old school too. Um, but I got really lucky. I was one of those teachers that waited till wait later in their career to, to go back to school to get their master's. So I, I went back a couple of years ago and one of my, I focused on social media in the classroom. There were some other classes I did that was uh, a lot of um, media, um, things like that, technology. But one of my classes was to build a course shell in Canvas. And so I, I knew how to do that already. I was really lucky um, that when they said we were using Canvas, I just was like happy that we weren't using Google Classroom. And um, so I think Canvas is going to be one of those uh, that I'm definitely going to use for the rest of my career, for sure. Whether we do any any more um, virtual learning, which I hope we don't, um, you know, it's still going to be a tool that I use. No, that's a really good point, Josh, because I, I think it'll really help the kids who are absent or the parents who are wanting to check in, like, what what are you doing in school? Yep. And the kids are like, I don't know. I did, how, was, how was school? Mm, fine. And the, the parents can actually go in and, and actually say, hey, this is what you're doing, and let's look it over and stuff. So I think that's a good component to it part and since some, uh, since a lot of you are talking about canvas do you think do you think you'd use it to have students actually submit assignments too even though you're meeting face to face definitely oh yeah it's the easiest way possible you know like laura said i'm not bringing stuff home it's just there i can pull it up on my phone and i can grade it from from anywhere um so definitely using canvas i do not want to be carting around papers anymore 
I do like having the option of have them just submitting it, especially for some students, because typing for them is a lot easier than handwriting, whether it's mobility, you know, their finer motor skills or just handwriting or whatever. But I have a lot of projects in my class, so I hope I do get to go back to the option of having the paper creations and other posters and things like that because right now it's like nope can't turn anything paper into me <laughs> um so because there's a lot of artistic kids out there that generate their work and their knowledge through artwork and and other kind of creations that i'm not able to do on canvas <laughs> i miss and and that's kind of piggybacking on what miss nichols said that's that's kind of one of the cool things of teaching social studies as well is that you can incorporate a lot of different things besides just the written research part, but you have the uh, you have the project part, the creating part. Uh, I have, I'm I'm so broken up because uh, one of my big projects first semester was we would build the uh, the kids would build a colony. So after we talked about the colonies and how they were established, the kids would actually there was a packet and they would get in groups. And they would actually build a colony so, and they would come in with their models and they would come in with their pictures. And unfortunately this year, we just couldn't, I couldn't make that happen uh, through the Zoom and the Canvas. So um, I really feel bad for this group uh, that they're not gonna get a lot of that. Uh, but I hope in the next year that comes through, we can, like Ms. Nichols said, kind of incorporate both the Canvas aspect to it, but also the uh, hands-on where they can bring stuff in and we can share that in class, definitely. Yeah, no, that, I find this really interesting because um, for those of you who don't know, I work at a high school and I know at the high school level, they're all loving Canvas and planning on using Canvas. I didn't know if it was like that at the other levels as well. So that's, I learned something new today too. <laughs> so as we kind of wrap up um, our, our show today, I'd like for, for each of you to, to just share one of your favorite memories from this from this year and it could be you know while we were fully remote or since we've come face to face or some something that happened in one of your classes i should have given you that one a, a little bit ahead of time for you so that you could prepare <laughs> so i'll start um i kind of mentioned it earlier uh it happened oh gosh like literally right before we went back to in-person. My kids were quiet the whole time, all year long. I'm sitting right here in my desk. All of a sudden, one of them sends me a chat in Zoom. Of course, her camera's off, but she sends me a chat and she goes, Ms. Redman, your dogs are so cute. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you can see them? She goes, oh yeah, we just sit here all the whole class period and watch them. And it's my favorite when they start barking. And I'm like, that's not my favorite. Because I rushed to hit mute. So they went the entire year with never once mentioning my dogs until the very last time. <laughs> so I think that was just the perfect way to kind of end that whole virtual <laughs> with the majority of my kids. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I guess uh, for me, uh, like I said, I'm the emotional one, so I'm going to try not to. But I think uh, throughout all this, I, I just think the bonding and the closeness that uh, our colleagues at our schools have kind of uh, established or maybe reestablished uh, through this. I know that a lot of schools in our district itself has had 
some losses this year. Um, so just being able to bond and get close again and just realize and appreciate how valuable each colleague and each person is and how important we are together as a unit uh, in our community also. Uh, so that's the biggest thing I learned, just how much I missed my colleagues, how much I missed just being with them, laughing with them. And you know what, even crying with them too, when, when that was necessary. So big, big, big thing for me. Thank you. Darn no, you, Alex. You, you stole my answer, Alex. Cause I don't have like one like memory, but um, overall this year has been incredibly positive for me because in my hall, we, we do our thing. We, we know each other, we bond with our hall, but beyond that, like the seventh grade, the eighth grade hall, that's a completely different world. I don't even know what's going on over there, much less a different school. And so I feel so blessed that I was able to work this summer and I hope I get to continue working this summer with the group of girls that we created the socialized curriculum for Canvas. Um, and we had fun and we like meshed and bonded and had fun and we like kind of like survived through the cold madness of COVID together. And then to, to bond closer with the people that I've worked with for years at Vista, but have never really gotten to know. It's been really nice and refreshing to, to bond with the other colleagues that, and we all just, and it's been, that's been a huge, huge positive for this year. Um, Laura, that was so sweet. And I've loved working uh, with our group as well. It, it was just so many connections that I've never made um, on a district level, on a school level, um, cross school levels, um, just getting to work with the most amazing people, getting to know them, getting to see people's vulnerability um, a little bit, you know, people who weren't tech savvy and having to ask for help, but they are, you know, my seniors, they, they've been teaching me words of wisdom, you know, through this whole teaching process. And now they're like, Tia, can you help me with, you know, canvas or something. Um, but just getting to know them. Um, I probably saw my coworkers more than I've ever seen them, you know, at the school, because we always, you know, we're having meetings, staying on top of things. It was really a team effort to get through this. Um, but then also to my kids, um, I'm always going to have a bond with this group that I'm never, you know, never going to have with another group, which is that we made it through this together. Um, and getting to see them in person um, after all of it was so rewarding getting to see my kids from last I did get to speak to. So getting to see my eighth grade kids um, before they went off to high school and never see me again uh, was so rewarding. And so um, it makes you really reflect and enjoy the little things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was trying to think of the, I guess the best thing that, could, that I could think of to come out of this uh, experience. And I'd have to say at the beginning, I was pretty grumpy, pretty angry, pretty stubborn, you know, wasn't looking at the positive and things. And it took my daughter's graduation. She's a 20 or my stepdaughter, sorry. Uh, she's a 2020 graduate from Centennial. And we wanted, of course, the traditional graduation. You know, we were bummed. We didn't get to have it in person. Um, you know, the district was doing the best they could. And I have to say, after it was said and done, even she sat down with us and said, you know, if you think about it, it was actually a better experience. I mean, they had a drive-by come by, you know, personally for all these graduates, what the teachers and administrators did there and what the district did for those kids. I mean, if it was a traditional graduation, you hear woo for two seconds and then you're done. You're, 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 you're done, that's it. But she had the drive-by, 
you had other things, you had this parade, uh, you got to be on camera. Uh, they had a few teachers um, go out of their way and say, come on by, come get a gift. You know, so we drove by their house and they had gifts for her. I mean, it was a really special, it made me kind of think, instead of focusing on the negative, you know, look at the positive. So I think after this year, it's, that's been, I guess, our motto, or my motto, at least, is we've been doing what we could. To, and I, I look at all the work that some teachers did, like you guys putting together the curriculum for those subjects. Um, when I think of the work that the district uh, personnel, the leaders we have downtown, and the teachers and administrators, like, I can't believe how above and beyond they have gone for, I mean, I have, I have like I said, the graduate and my son is a, is a student now. So I have kids, I'm invested in this district. And um, it's, I can't believe all that they've done for our kids. So I, I you know, I guess that's my best take from this uh, pandemic. No, that's an excellent point, Josh. Thank you. That's, you make a really good point. All of you did actually, that's awesome. So before we, before I end, does anybody want to add to any, any last minute reflections or words of wisdoms to, to teachers or new teachers or teachers moving forward? I just, I, I really just want to thank every single person here. Uh, and from the bottom of my heart, thank all the teachers in our district and our leaders and our administrators for uh, get, helping getting us through here uh, as, you know, with all the stuff that, that had to go on for uh, getting us through, getting us prepared uh, and uh, kind of seeing this hopefully come to an end and getting back to uh, normalcy. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Y'all are my heroes. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Alrighty, well, thank you again uh, to our guests who were here with us today. And to those listening, I wanna thank you so much um, for joining us as well. We look forward to listener feedback on today's show. You can follow us at VL2LCPS, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and if you do that, please share feedback on today's episode and give us ideas for future episodes. And you could also reach us via email at VL2 at LCPS.net. Thanks again for listening to today's show, and we'll see you next time.